Khalil. Yo. So I moved to Florida six years ago, and I've adapted. But there's there's one thing that that makes me really homesick that I can't get that that I can only get in the Philly area. You know what that is? I would totally say Wawa, but apparently you all have those down there, which I think is pretty fucking weird. I don't think y'all yeah, deserve no, that have, shit. We we do have Wawa's down here. Hmm. I do What's not your second know. Guess? Um. Hmm. Hmm. What you all don't have, not what you do have. What so I can't say like have. alligators. I can't say flesh eating bacteria. Um, because y'all have that in abundance of it. Um, mm-hmm. hmm. Snow days, maybe. No, Mike Jarek. I can't tell you how hard it is to go through my mornings without Mike Jarek. He was the light of my life for those years, and now I, I, no one can compete. You know who Mike Jarek is, right? You know what, man? I'm literally over here looking up Mike Jarek, the news anchor. Yeah, man. I have no idea who Mike Jarek is. Oh, no. They don't even have a picture of him on. They don't even have a picture of him on Wikipedia. I thought you were going to be my hype beast on this. Oh, I'm so sorry. Let's see. I even looked him. Yeah, I don't know who this motherfucker is, honestly. Oh, okay. You know what? You know what? Okay. Fox 29. Okay. Maybe I have. Is he Fox 29? Yeah, he is, dude. Fox 29. Dude, Mike Jarek was the man, dude. He was so funny. What? So did he good. die? Start your... No, he just doesn't come down here. I get, I get, these, <laughs> I get these. <laughs> I just get like, I'm trying to get ready for work. I'm trying to get amped up. Mike Cherry used to get me in the mood and just like, the newscasters down here, they're already dead. Today we're expecting 89 degree weather and there's alligators on every corner. They've been dead for five years, but they oh, still yeah. go and talk on the news. <laughs> Mike Jarek, though, he was the guy, dude. You guys take for granted your news anchors. You start your day off with Mike Jarek. Then when it's time for the nightly news, you, you switch to NBC. You get Glenn Hurricane Schwartz. Right. You had the whole. You guys got it, man. Well, I tell you, you what, I was I was always it. I was always an NBC ten kind of guy. Mm. Every morning, uh, you know, I remember since I was like fucking twelve, I used to always watch. Uh, NBC 10 News in the morning. Then I would watch uh, the Today the Today Show uh, with Katie Couric and uh, Matt Lauer. Before Matt Lauer got exposed to being a fucking touchy-feely kind of guy with his fucking creep ass. But uh, but I digress. Yeah, Mike Jarek, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry I never got the uh, got the full effect of, of... I guess it's never too late, though. He's still up here. I could watch him. I could watch him right now if I wanted to. <laughs> Dude, you should definitely watch it. And and the way that their formula is set up is so perfect mm-hmm. because, like, you know, you sit on the couch too long, you get a little too comfortable with your cup of coffee. Then you're not productive. You don't really want to. You don't really want to do anything. All right. But the way Fox has it is, you're getting comfortable. You're drinking your coffee. You know, you're watching Fox Twenty Nine News. It ends, and you're like, oh man, I don't really want to get up. And then you're just like, up next is Wendy Williams show. And you're like that SpongeBob meme. All right, I'm ahead. Yeah, yeah, right. right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, nah, I, uh, Fox 29, did they even do a Friday jingle? Like to let you know it was Friday. NBC 10 did this, uh, what's the one song that they they would do? I don't want to work. I want to. 
stay home and play all day. Some shit like that. Do you know that song? Every no, Friday no, they would no. do this. They would do a compilation of like the best moments on NBC 10 and they would have a bunch of goofy ass clips, you know, uh, Phil reporters slipping on ice. There's one with a, a, a <laughs> gecko like jumping on this one dude and he's freaking the fuck out. That was always just the little things with me, man. Um, but I'm going to have to give my man Mike Jarek some uh, some screen time. I honestly, when you said Mike Jarek, I thought that this was one of your, another grammar Nazi friend of yours. So I was like, <laughs> you know, I thought it was one. <laughs> I don't know, man, but now, now I'll never forget Mike Jarek because of this. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Mike Jarek is the truth. Mm. He's the truth. Mm. And now that I got that off my chest, why don't you bring us in? Yeah. All right, word. Y'all, this is Cool Day Live. Episode 12. Um, yeah, man, we're going to be talking about a lot of stuff. We're going to be talking about uh, top five movies that you never saw. That you've never saw. We've seen them. You haven't seen them. You're going to take our word for it. You're going to take our word for it. Are we doing current events first? We can do that first. Absolutely, man. What you got for (laughs) us? All right. Spoiler alert. We're doing that for nouns. But right now, it is current events a week late. Do you got anything, Khalil? Ah! I do. This this news report actually kind of terrified me. It was about a, a Texas hospital who put up nets in their oak trees on the sidewalks out front of their medical center, Texas Medical Center. They were trying to deter birds from coming uh, and, and chilling in these trees because apparently, you know, when a bird shits, it they carry diseases, they create a mess. So they put these nets on the tree that were supposed to deter the birds from congregating on these trees. But ultimately, it attracted these fucking caterpillars that are known as asps, A-S-P, but plural is asps. And apparently these caterpillars are North America's most venomous caterpillar species. They say that their painful sting has been compared to breaking a fucking bone. If you can imagine that. And quite frankly, bro, if you even, if you look up the the, the picture of these uh, little furry menaces, they're, they're fucking scary because they don't even look like caterpillars. And I heard all you have to do, or I've read rather, all you have to do is brush against one of their... Yeah, one of their little uh, spines, their their uh, their spine, they're covered in spines that are linked to a sac filled with poison. So if you brush up against them, uh, the protrusions break off and stick to the skin, and they release venom. So apparently, after five minutes, the victim will feel like excruciating, throbbing pain that spreads, and then these stings can be accompanied by headaches and vomiting and nausea, stomach pains, fucking red spots may appear on the skin. And can remain there up to five days like this shit is shit is, is scary shit i've never heard of this fortunately this is in texas down there yeah i don't have to worry about this ever but about that about that i just i wanted to i wanted to feel a part of you know what i mean so as you're talking i'm, I'm like let me check these things out first article i see florida officials warn about venomous pus caterpillar oh return. no Oh no! <laughs> God damn, these motherfuckers are mobilizing, bro. 
Damn. Okay. And well, it's always me. Yeah, it dude. is always it's you. It's always Florida. You like Neville Longbottom. Florida is the Neville Longbottom of the country, yo. Yeah. Why is it always me? <laughs> yeah. So apparently, <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, I, it's unfortunate when you try to. It's kind of like you can't fucking win. It's like, oh, we finally yeah. treated the bird, the the pest problem, but ultimately, I mean. <laughs> I don't know, man. Subsequently, you got to deal with some fucking. Did, did you see the picture of them? Uh, yeah, yeah. They look like toupees, honestly, bro. They look like fucking toupees. Yeah. <laughs> uh, look like Donald Trump's fucking toupee. Uh, yeah, but apparently, uh, da, 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 da. yeah, just be on the lookout for these motherfuckers, man. I, I, I was gonna go more in depth with what the you know the the uh, the experts are saying, but. It really doesn't fucking matter, does it? <laughs> Who cares what a yeah. fucking expert is saying? The, the the gist of it is watch out for these fucking things. Uh, Texas, Florida. I don't know, man. That's why I'm a, I'm a, I'm a northern guy, man. Uh, hold up, real quick. You know what? You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna hop if you don't mind me. I'm gonna hop real quick. Hop all over. I'm gonna hop because I also came across this other story and I totally forgot about it. This U.S. woman that was accused of smuggling a baby. On a carry-on from the uh, from the Philippines, uh-huh. forty-two years old. She's about to face life imprisonment. Apparently, this woman—I think she had like six kids already—but uh, she she's accused of violating anti-trafficking and kidnapping laws. I think the baby was only six days old. Um, Jesus, the woman already has five children. <laughs> Fuck you need another one from the Philippines for. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. It's unfortunate because I, I you know, you read an article and, you know, I sympathize too much because I'm like, did this woman, did this woman like take this baby from unlivable conditions? Were her intentions good? Was her heart in the right fucking place? But then it's like she put them, she put the baby in a carry-on bag and it kind of just wipes all of the possibilities out of the fucking conversation. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute. <laughs> uh, uh, it's, it's a crazy time to be alive in, in this world. I don't know where you're safe. Um, oh, man. Yeah, man. So that was the thing, man. This 42-year-old woman, and now she has to spend time in jail in the Philippines. Was it worth it? Absolutely not. It never is. They never learn. They never, never. learn. <laughs> So I got to talk about a Canadian man um, who broke into a property in Canada. And uh, this is how he got caught. Canadians are calling it the ultimate copycat criminal. Mm. After the police say he broke into a building. All right. He ate some food items, left the remains behind, and then let and then left. But not before... He decided to make a photocopy of his face um, on the photocopier. Why? Why? <laughs> you know what I'm picturing, man? I don't know. I don't know if you ever... Do you remember Dennis the Menace? Do you remember, like, the Dennis... With Chris? Yeah, remember the course. ending scene, the credit scene, where... where the mom takes Dennis to work and that one bitch woman at the job is like telling Dennis, like, don't touch anything. And she's fucking around with the copy machine. And of course, Dennis is like so eager to, to fuck some shit up. And he's like, you know, 
kind of control his hands and next thing you know he just can't help it and he goes up and pushes the button and the woman's face gets stuck to it and then started copying all these pictures of her that why the fuck would you do that so hold up so he photocopied his face and then he left it there yeah so he left it there the investigators released the photo asked for help identifying the suspect and, and motherfucker started um, snitching and then very quickly Gary Lamb 54 you know, he was arrested in connection to the incident. Wait, the 50, he was 54. Um, the guy that did this was 54. Oh, yeah, my but God. he's not a bitch, dude, because he was already in custody for an unrelated issue. Okay. And then they said in the news release that he's been charged with breaking and entering and then failure to comply with his probation. So, Gary Lamb, this isn't his first rodeo. Oh, no. He's gotten in trouble quite a few times. But if you if you want to be a serial criminal... You can't be the photocopy bandit because right. you will get caught a hundred percent of the time. <laughs> hey, I think it's interesting how people really push the fucking envelope when it comes to to things that they. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, like you, it, when you already have a fucking record, you would just think some things are just not even a part of the question. It's like this dude was like, "Fuck it." I'm established. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, let me, he's walking out. He ate some fucking food, you know, fucked around with some stuff, opened some cabinets, probably. Turned on the water. Yeah, man. <laughs> fucking wet, wet bandits. bandits. <laughs> 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 and then he was walking out and he walked past the copy machine, probably, and like took five steps past it, was like, pause, turned around. <laughs> did the Dennis the Menace thing with his hands probably like 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 rubbed his hand across it all sexual like yeah yeah like his fingers <laughs> index finger like leaving all kind of evidence all kind of prints behind I don't know man uh, what's up with people man I, I don't know I would love to just step I, I would love to step into the mind of a criminal that kind of criminal I don't. I don't want to step into a fucking sick, twisted motherfucker's head. I want to step into a guy like that because nobody got hurt, right? No, no. <laughs> Can you imagine? It would be even better if, like, that was the straw that broke the camel's back, and all the ink was out of the fucking, <laughs> all the ink. He, he like <laughs> he exhausted the ink cartridge. Oh, that's the ultimate fucking slap in the face, right there, man. That's funny as shit. Oh, there's nothing worse than than not having printer. Yeah, heard that, man. Heard that. Especially them cartridges, man, nowadays. They're like 30 fucking dollars, man. Doesn't make yeah, sense. Yeah, they're not cheap. Doesn't make sense. Much makes you want to bring out the uh fucking feather and the the the, the ink fucking what do they call it? Was the thing they put the ink in? You know, back in the day, an oh, inkwell, an inkwell. It it's an feather. inkwell, isn't it? Oh, Just yeah. like the movie was called the inkwell. Have you ever seen the inkwell? It's not on my top five list, but I'm willing to bet you haven't <laughs> seen that one. It's a really good one, but I digress. I, I have. Okay. It's, I have right, well, maybe for next time. people this is nouns i don't know why i just did it in that in that uh 
that voice, that uh, delivery. All right, well, (laughs) this week we're going to cover the top five movies you never saw. So, how this should work, Brian was like, yo, pick five movies. I said, bet. Now, the last time I picked five movies, it was about like movies that I didn't think deserved the shitty Rotten Tomato scores that they got. And I remember we had a little bit of fun with that because apparently Brian lost respect for me. I'm trying to <laughs> even recover the list of that. I'll be straight up. A lot of that shit I was trolling as, as I'm over no, here just trying to. Yeah, I'm over here. Try. I'm over here trying. <laughs> I was trolling, you know what I'm saying? Nah, but. uh that was, was a little, test, Brian, and yeah, you passed. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Nice. That's the reason why we're on episode 12 right now, because if he didn't fucking... That shit, uh, I don't even know what I'm saying. Anyway, should I go first, show or should we go sure, swap, we'll a, like we'll swap for round swap? Robin. Round Robin. Yeah, we'll that sounds swap good. Swap. All right, so the first, the first uh, film that I choose is uh, Attack the Block. Have you ever heard of this movie? No. Oh shit! Okay, so Attack the Block came out in 2011. It was a a British movie. It was a sci-fi comedy horror. Um, it was about a teenage street gang who had to defend themselves from these creepy ass aliens. I'm pretty sure they were blind. They had glowing white teeth, but they had to defend themselves from these cre- this creepy alien invasion uh, in South London. Uh, on Guy Fox Night. For those who are unfamiliar with Guy Fox Fox Night. Uh, it falls on the 5th of November. If anybody's seen V for Vendetta, remember, remember the 5th of November. So Guy Fox was a member of the gunpowder plot. Um, he was arrested while guarding explosives that his fellow plotters had placed beneath the House of Lords. This is back in 1605. Um, so it fell on that night. Uh, the, 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 Lee character in this film is Moses, who's actually played by John Boyega. Oh, who went on to play Finn? Yeah, mm-hmm. in the uh, in the Star Wars movies, uh, yeah. the Last Jedi and the Force Awakens. This was actually his debut. Oh wow! And uh, yeah, so he's the leader of this ragtag gang, who um, who ultimately teams up with a woman that they mug in the beginning of the movie who's also a resident of the high rise where they all live um very entertaining movie i remember when i came across this flick me and my lady were on apple tv and every now and then um they have 99 cent rentals and i actually heard about this uh this this movie through Talib Kweli, one of my favorite rappers, partnered up with a British DJ who goes by Z Trip, and they released a mixtape that was actually called Attack the Block. At the time when I used to listen to this 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 mixtape, I had no idea of the connection between the two. I had no idea of the movie. So, you know, that only made me, that only sucked me in a little more. But the movie is very entertaining, man. It's very graphic. Uh, it's, it's pretty much, I mean, it's nothing too in-depth. It's, it's pretty much a, a survival kind of movie. So, you know, you got this this gang of, of, of street punks who team up with this woman. I think she was like uh, an aspiring nurse. She was like a trainee nurse. But they end up teaming up with this woman. And, um... Fight off these fucking these fucking aliens, man. Um, the movie was only probably about hour and a hour and a half, if that. Very entertaining, though. Uh, vibrant cast has a, a, a Nick Frost is in it. I was actually oh, just watching love Nick Frost. I was watching. I was watching. Um, ah, da, 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 da. 
Hot Fuzz, right? Is that what it's called? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, honestly, man, I still have to sit down and watch that, but I was watching, I, I watched a little bit of it yesterday, and the whole Nick Frost, Simon Pegg duo always fucking cracks me the fuck up. Always, man. So even just his name being attached to this flick will give it some sense of credibility. But uh, really good movie, man. I, I definitely recommend it. Uh, if you're into in, into alien movies, and I, I like horror comedies, man, but horror comedies are, are they could be a, a tricky genre because they have to be executed the right way. Yeah, you know what it's I mean. Gotta be a nice this balance. ain't like Leprechaun. Yeah, this ain't Leprechaun or fucking, you know, uh, you know, even Scream for that matter. Scream three, I thought was hella fucking goofy, but um. It's it's a good horror comedy movie. It's very eerie. And like I said, man, you have to see these monsters and it's graphic as fuck. These aliens are biting people's heads off, fucking bloodbaths everywhere. Um, and of course, you, you got to throw in a, a, a fucking asshole and in the midst of an alien invasion going on and these people worrying about their safety, there's always some asshole that doesn't even care about an alien invasion, doesn't believe that an alien invasion is going on and still wants to wreak havoc upon, you know, the town despite all the shit that's going on. So they had this one guy, high hats in the midst of all the chaos, this guy, high hats is still hell bent on getting Moses and his crew. It's pretty fucking goofy, but definitely recommend it to uh, anybody out there that appreciates the genre. Like I do. Oh, that's awesome. I got to check that. Got to check that sucker out. Yeah, man. Attack the block. Came out Ooh. 2011. Like I said, my man John Boyega, he's he's a good actor, man. I still, he has so much time ahead of him. Fingers crossed. The dude is a great actor. I haven't seen Detroit yet, but I, of course, I've seen the Star Wars movies. I've seen this one. Likeable guy. He, he looks like my brother, too. That's why I think I favor him. He kind of reminds yeah. me of Malcolm. <laughs> I could see that. I could see that for sure. Uh, so I'm going to go, my first one, I'm going to go with a movie called Cecil B. Demented. Have you ever seen this? Cecil B. Is it like, no, I, no. So it's it's by John Waters. And I almost didn't put it on because it's by John Waters who really makes cult movies. You know, he, okay. he makes so so only a small group of people. Right. Watch John Waters movies. If you know, um, you know. Yeah, it's one of those kind of, of things. Exactly. Huh? But the okay. reason that I, I put it on is because I think that it's one of the few that are the most movie because like his, some of his movies like he did probably his claim to fame is Pink Flamingos, which is just like one of the supposed to be one of the grossest movies ever seen. Um, oh, wow. But like not in a horror way, like just like gross of like the woman eats a eats a dog turd in it like just like really weird he's a really weird guy but towards the end of his career he started making movies that were more professional looking and storyline oh but the the other reason i added it is because as a cult movie as it is and as ridiculous as it is it's got like a fairly big cast for especially for like a john waters movie so it's got it's got michael shannon in it I like him. Steven, he's the Iceman, right? He's the Iceman. He's yeah. in Boardwalk Empire. Uh, Steven Dorf is the star. Um, Steven Dorf. Does he play? Uh, I think he was in Blade. I think that's the only he played Deacon <laughs> he was, Frost he was, in Blade, right? He was definitely in Blade, yes. Right, yes. okay. He was definitely in Blade. <laughs> um, it's also got Adrian Greener, who is uh, uh, Vincent Chase in, in Entourage. 
Oh, okay. Um, right, right. Kevin Nealon has a has a cameo in it. Like it's it's a lot of like, oh shit, I remember that guy, but I wouldn't know his name. You right, know what I mean? Like right. a, a lot of those types of celebrities. But it it's a really, really good flick. It's about um it's about Stephen Dorff is this guy who is an independent filmmaker. Um, but he's so adamant about making a cult film that he 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 despises mainstream cinema. So he he pretty much does a guerrilla movie, we'll say, where all the extras are real, but there's real gunshots, real shootouts. Like it's a thriller and he kidnaps Melanie Griffith, who plays Honey Whitlock, who is a Hollywood celebrity, a big movie star. He kidnaps her, forces her to be in his movie. And it's and it, it kind of becomes like a Stockholm syndrome type type deal. Wait, does she fall in love with this guy? Not it's not that she falls in love with him as much as she falls in love with the idea. Okay. You know? Okay. Yeah. But it's uh, it, watch it. It's a weird movie. You know what I mean? It's probably yeah. the weirdest. It, it's it's. I'm it's one of the man. few movies that I understand. You know what I mean? Okay. Like this is probably the one movie on this where it's like, oh, I get why people don't watch this okay. or don't know what this is. Honestly, the way that this was going, I thought it sounded like you were you were starting when you were starting to describe this movie. I was thinking of the room, which I still have never seen. <laughs> You say the guy's sick it. of the fucking movies and he must start his own movie. Like, and I was like, wait a minute, Tommy oh. Wiseau? <laughs> uh, that, that, yeah. the room, the, the room. room. Yeah, I've, yeah. Seen, I've seen the room. <laughs> I thought you meant the movie Room. I don't oh, watch that nah. movie. That's Brie Larson, right? That just came yeah. out recently. She got yeah. a fucking Academy Award for that joint. Nah, I was talking about the fucking disaster artist type shit. Yo, have you ever seen, uh, have you seen Hobo with a Shotgun? I have. <laughs> oh fuck yeah, hell yeah! So you could you could definitely chime in on this. So for those who haven't seen Homo with a Shotgun, um, this movie it's I, I would say it's I think it's classified as a black comedy. Um, it's an action yeah. movie. It's uh stars Rucker Howard who recently passed away. R.P. Rucker Howard. Um, but it's a movie about a hobo who shows up in a shitty town. Actually called Hope Town, but he he arrives in a shitty town. He wants to start a new life. He's a fucking drifter. He has plans on opening a uh, starting a landscaping company, right? Because he wants to buy a lawnmower. That's his that's his 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 vision. But he he ends up in this fucking shitty ass town that's so corrupt. Whether we're talking about the police, you know, it's a bunch of fucking pimps, it's drug lords, it's fucking pedophiles. And he's just trying to make a living, but he gets to the point where the shit starts to uh, affect him. And and he's like, yo, I can't stand for this shit no more. I'm sick of all these assholes out here doing shit and getting away with it. Oh, and I'm sorry. The town is also ran by the Drake. How can I forget the Drake? So the Drake is, is the fucking crime lord. He has two crazy ass sons, Ivan and Slick. And this shit is so over the top, like violent. And... I'm really hit or miss when it comes to that kind of shit, but this is one for the fucking ages. Ultimately, the dude decides when he has enough money to buy a lawnmower from a from a pawn shop, he's like, fuck it, I'm going to get a shotgun. And I'm just going to start exacting fucking, I'm just going to start fucking shit up and restoring order in this town via shotgun blows to the face. Um, he ends up teaming up with... Uh, a woman named Abby who who uh 
you know, gives him shelter at one point when he needed it, tends to his wounds when he gets carved the fuck out. Um, very, very just gruesome flick, but awesome plot, awesome visuals. The way that it was shot also, it looks like a, a movie from the 70s. Even the uh, the, the the score, the, the soundtrack to it complements it very well. Very eerie movie. One of my favorites. Mm. I remember the shit was on Hulu. I remember actually, I think it was back in 2012. Um, me and my brother were just on Hulu and we were like, let's turn this shit on. Yo, hobo with the shotgun. Cause the poster itself was intriguing enough for me to be like, all right, let's get us a, let's get us the five minute grace period. And when it opens up with the beheading scene, who is it? Uh, Ricky from, from trailer park boys is, has a cameo in it, right? He's the Drake's brother. Oh, I loved it. And, and- and I, the when I, the way I watched that was the way that movie should have been watched. I watched that with Nick Johnson. It was back when we were going up to Temple every weekend okay. to party, but like uh, the parties didn't really start till midnight. Right. So we were waiting until we got picked up at like ten thirty eleven, right. and we were just we were just sitting in my parents' back room, drinking beer, snorting lines of cocaine. We must have went through like almost a hundred dollars worth of cocaine Woo. throughout that movie. Aye. Just getting jacked up. Oh, it was great. It was great. By the time we got to the party, dude, we were coming down and the party actually sucked. Oh, I can <laughs> imagine. But I the, can the, imagine. But the pregame <laughs> the, the pregame's pre-game always legendary. The truth. <laughs> yes. So if you guys haven't seen Hobo with the Shotgun, make sure you get it. Get yeah. some beer and get some cocaine. There you Regardless go, man. Of your age. Nice hefty lines, too. It's <laughs> yeah, so funny, yeah. man. I've seen Hobo with the Shotgun. I think I've seen the movie easily more than 10 times, man. Uh, it's been a while since I saw it. I remember Hulu put it back up recently, and I showed my wife it. And while she thought it was goofy as shit, she did enjoy it, um, which is always good. It's, it's always nice when your significant other agrees with your taste. You know, yeah. doesn't happen too often with most people, but I think I lucked out. But uh, yeah, y'all check out Hobo with a Shotgun, man. Great fucking flick. And now to slow it down, put a little less action in. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out Loving Vincent. Have you seen Loving Vincent? I have not. I've seen Saint Vincent. Loving Vincent. I saw the I saw on Black Friday two years ago by myself in the movie theaters because Jade was working. One of the most beautiful movies okay. to watch. So it is about a young man that comes to the last hometown as Vincent, uh, the the last hometown of Vincent Van Gogh to deliver his final letter, Vincent Van Gogh's final letter. And he ends up investigating how he died. But the whole movie is animated like an oil painting, like a Vincent Van Gogh oil painting. It is you know what, man? I vaguely remember saying something about that. Now that let me look this shit up, yo. Yeah, it is so mesmerizing. Yeah, I remember. I remember seeing this. I remember actually. It, it wasn't often where I saw posters for it. I'm assuming this was more like a uh, maybe it wasn't an indie movie. I, but- I think it, like the movie theater I saw it in was a movie theater that's attached to FAU. Um, Okay. That mainly shows independent movies, but it's it's so okay. good. It's so beautiful to watch. Is it really? Yeah. yeah, no, I would definitely check it out. It's very, very captivating. Oh, shit. Okay, yeah, no, I'll definitely put that on the watch list, bro. I love visually intriguing. It kind of reminded me of a... I like when movies do 
that when they when they shoot things it kind of reminds me of like remember when a scan i never actually watched a scanner darkly yeah yeah but i remember cool when that at. came out yeah it was like this shit is this shit is awesome man it's it's funny how um you know i remember having a high eight uh camcorder uh-huh. one of those you know the big fucking you know the, the the original camcorders not 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 like the old fucking ones but you know our generation's camcorder and i remember they would have um filters pretty much that are reminiscent of like snapchat filters mm-hmm. that that you could apply you know you could have the, like the negative effect and and the the, the uh the, the um, night vision effect and all of this kind of stuff so it's, it's cool when they apply these to movies because it's like why not? You know, yeah. if you can't, instead of just, it just adds something to it instead of just doing the standard kind of, you know, um, shooting. Yeah. For lack of a better term. So now I definitely have to check that out, man. Loving Vincent. Have you seen, I, I can't remember whether or not we talked about the Bay. Oh no. The horror movie. Have you ever seen that? Yeah, when I, when I say the Bay people, I'm not talking about the B A E. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a movie called The Bay. I believe this movie came out back in 2012. Yeah, but uh, it was a um, it was a found footage style horror film that centered around um, Chesapeake Bay. Yeah. Flesh eating fucking bacteria that's that the but these things called isopods that appear that actually are real, but they're so deep, 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 deep down below the the, the ocean floor that these things they, they say that eventually they will come back out, but not anytime soon. Um, hopefully we're not around to to uh, see that happen, but it, it really it, it it shows the the unfolding of these horrific events that happen for uh, the Fourth of July and and the Chesapeake Bay. Uh, very believable, man. It was a couple of times when I was watching this movie that I had to remember that this was just a movie because I thought they did a good job of of um, really really capturing the uh the authenticity of of just even you know the found footage found footage horror movies in most cases nowadays i feel like they're corny as shit yeah but this one was it was so realistic because i remember i remember i showed frank this movie and i remember he was like whoa like and of course Frank's a tough critic, man. So I was hype as shit that he 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 was on board with it. But it follows uh, a woman. She's supposed to be a news reporter. She's like a rookie news reporter, Donna Thompson. She comes to this town. You know, she's trying to get acclimated to being on camera and and talking. You know, to 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 local residents. And this whole thing unfolds in a matter. Of, I'm pretty sure it's like in a day. And and so much fucking happens. I really don't want to spoil it, but I definitely recommend people check out the Bay, man. Um, apparently, they had ties with with, with the uh, with the the director, the producer had something to do with like the Conjuring or something. So that already sucked me in. I was like, or or Insidious. He had something to do with the paranormal activity and Insidious. Uh, the producers had hands in this. Great movie though. Great. I, it freaked me to fuck out, man. <laughs> yeah, I have to rewatch it because you're you're not the first person that to say that. And I remember my first watch, I really didn't care for it. But uh, a lot of people who's who I hold 
their opinion in high regard loves it. So I'm like, right. let me rewatch it. You know, I watched right. it with a big group of people, a lot going on, you know? Yeah. That and can I'm always be people. hard. Yeah. Yeah. I'm it's like when you, you got a big group and yeah, everybody's making their comments and yeah, you know, man. <laughs> I like, I love watching movies by myself. Yeah. You know, more you than can really like take it in. Yeah. Really yeah. suck it in, you know, really, really boom put myself in it, it. it was funny man about the bay i remember before i saw the bay i actually went down to the chesapeake i only been to the chesapeake one time i went down with uh cody lewis me and frank actually drove down there years ago i think this was back in like 2014 went down to the chesapeake cody's parents were very hospitable they let us stay at their you know their uh the, the trailer that they had down the beach, you know, we got on the fucking boat. We went to the bay. My dumb ass was jumping in this shit, you know, and 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 sticking my feet underneath the sand. And, you know, and now when I think back on that, man, I cringe. I'm like, oh, my God, I was flirting with danger right there, man. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah, that dude. movie freaked me out. So hopefully it freaks y'all out. Check it out. The Bay. I'm going to throw a comedy in there. Uh, Mystery Team. Have you ever seen Mystery Team? Not to be confused with Mystery Men. Honestly, hold on. Okay, Mystery Team. You know what, bro? You told me about Mystery Team. Because that's Donald Glover, right? Donald Glover. Dude, it is so fucking funny. (laughs) It's Derek Comedy, which is his old sketch comedy group. And pretty much what it is, is these kids are three best friends. And when they they were kids, they were like the... Almost like the Hardy Boys, you know, like they'll they'll find out who stole the pie off off a woman's, you know, uh, windowsill, you know, right, and it's like right. Gene Willikers like them. But now they're seniors in high school and they're the same. Like they're the same. Like some like, motherfuckers just don't change. Yeah. Like they're the same idiot kids that are just like, oh, golly day. And some girl um, asked them to find out who killed her parents. <laughs> and. <laughs> That's it. They're just trying to find out who. Uh, oh, so they're, who they're killed, taking who on something big. They're biting off yeah. more than they can chew from doing those fucking Hardy Boy mysteries to dealing with some real shit, huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely, and uh, <laughs> it's got um, it's got Aubrey Plaza in it. It's got Ellie Kemper, um, a lot of other faces that you would recognize. I'm trying nice. to think of. You wouldn't no, know Aubrey by Plaza. Names. You know Aubrey Plaza's from Wilmington. That's where I yeah. live, y'all. Yeah. yeah, she's from fucking Wilmington. How about that? Fun fact. Well, now um, I remember Bobby, y'all. My bad. Bobby Moynihan. He's on Saturday Night Live. He is so funny in it. It's so funny when you say Bobby Mo- Moynihan, whatever his name. I yeah. know. I I I I, rec- I know the 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 name more than the face. Like I feel like really? I've seen that name so many times. Moiny I know the face more than the name. I, I was like, is that even his name? He he was in a lot of SNL. Right. Bobby Moiny, let me look this guy up. Ah yeah. yes. Yeah. Okay. This guy. It is funny with actors like that. It is always those actors that are like, you know them, but you don't know them. Like yeah, the, and that's what this movie has a lot of. It's like the face. That's it. Right. Like the I always my always go to is the one guy that plays the dad and stepbrothers. He's in so much shit. 
Oh yeah, I that still fucking guy. Name. Exactly. I remember. I actually. I remember when I had Facebook. Uh, this was like a few years ago. I actually posted uh, a picture of him, and I was like, "Yo, uh, what the fuck did I put? Like, like uh, we gotta appreciate this guy." While he's around, I remember a lot of people were like, yo, I know this guy, but I don't know this guy. They were like, yo, who is this guy? I'm like, yeah, that's fucking so-and-so. But yeah, he'll he'll, he'll forever remain nameless to us. But uh, yeah, man, I have to check. I have to revisit Mystery Team, man. I need a good laugh. And it's just funny to think how far Donald Glover has come. You know, you were saying that he used to work. That was his squad. That he mm-hmm. shot that with, like his comedy trio, I'm assuming. Yeah, Derek Comedy. Okay. I wonder if he still rolls with them. That'd be cool if he did, man. I hate to find out, you know, the money. I mean, he might. It's not like, I think the most loyal to all, and and I will say this in, in his, in Donald Glover's defense, the person I'm about to name is not even close to the level of... Donald Glover is as far as fame and working and the types of jobs he's getting. But like a lot of people start to drift apart from who they really got their start with. Right. And uh, Andy Samberg, he sticks with those two through everything. Oh, they're great. You know, quite frankly, I feel like I should have had pop star on this fucking list, man. (laughs) I dude, pop star was so So fucking fucking good, man. And, and just even, uh, I don't know. I wish they came out with more shit like that because I was, I was when it came to Hot Rod, I was fucking on board, man. That's like one of my favorite fucking movies. So when Pop Star came out, I remember I was a little skeptical, but then when I saw it, I'm like, oh my goodness, man, fucking brilliant. Yo, Dread, 2012. Have you seen it? No. Yeah, but I heard a lot of great things. Did you? I feel like you know when when I was compiling. Uh, films for for this list i guess i was going based off of shit that i've seen and nobody that i know have seen it you know like i i don't remember ever going up to somebody and being like yo have you seen dread like i'm always i'm so hyped when i like something i fucking love it so you know i'm all enthusiastic and i talk to people about it and they're just not on my level and it's like oh okay well maybe you should see it dread came out in 2012 man apparently 2011 2012 was a good year for a lot of for movies because that's where a lot of mine come from but uh dread was pretty much a, a remake um, not so much. Dread is based off a comic book, Judge Dread, um, and this uh, dystopic metropolis called Mega City. Uh, there's these law enforcers that are called judges, and essentially they are they have the power of the judge, the jury, and the executioner. So that means whatever the fuck they want to do, they can fucking do it. Um, justified most cases, I would hope so. You know, I like to think that uh, law enforcement in, in these movies are a lot more wholesome than they are in real life. But anyway, it's about Dread having an apprentice partner uh, played by Olivia Thurlby. The only other movie I saw her in was The the Wedding Ringer. Is that what it was called with Kevin Hart and... Uh, and the uh, what's what's the what's the fat guy's name? The fat guy with the glasses, whatever. But they're 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 they have an order to 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 uh bring in a woman, Mama, who's played by Lena Hedy 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 Hedy, the woman from yeah, Game, Game of, of Thrones. Thrones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's like a drug lord in this high rise. She lives all the way at the top, and basically she runs shit. So when they come in to, to, to apprehend her, she's like, fuck that. Y'all not taking me alive. So she has all the goons look for these two people in this high rise. She locks it down 
it's 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 creepy in that regard, but um very visually like it's visually stunning. I remember when the movie came out, I did not see it in theaters, but I remember it was when it was in theaters, it was called Dread 3D because it's a lot of parts in it of course where shit's flying at you and they slow down stuff and and really emphasize on certain things, but the movie is it's it's rare when I see a movie that I say is fun. I never understood uh-huh. that before when people are like, oh, this movie is just the most fun you'll have. This movie was fucking awesome, man. Just like 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 violent and good storyline. Once again, just the way it was shot is awesome. They 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 apparently shot it in South Africa. Um I don't know if you've seen like Elysium and Chappie, but South no. Africa is a great fucking place to shoot uh dystopic kind of to, to capture that dystopia feeling it looks like the end of the fucking world you know you shoot something in Johannesburg it's it's fucked up there so when 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 you're trying to you know include that in your in your scenery it, it just works really well man it's very post-apocalyptic uh just great movie. It's a shame. I remember watching Judge Dredd. Judge Dredd came out back in 1995. And Sylvester Stallone plays Dredd. And this movie yeah, is just, Stallone. it's a ball of shit, man. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking awful. It, it's, it, I, you have to appreciate when, when they do remakes that just shit on the original. You really got to appreciate mm-hmm. that. Because more often than not, nowadays, it's the other way around. You know, we see a remake or something. We're like, don't touch that. Nah, you watch 95 Judge Dredd, touch that shit. It's like watching fucking Mortal Kombat. Oh, touch that shit. While I love Mortal Kombat from 1995, we can all agree that movie was fucking trash. The fight scenes are awesome. The acting is awful. The fucking script is awful. (laughs) But I digress, you all. Check out Dredd, man. Uh, my man Carl Urban plays the lead role. I like Carl Urban a lot. He plays he's uh the butcher and uh and the boys, the Amazon Prime series, oh, okay. which is fucking phenomenal. I don't know if you've seen that, Brian, I but have, bro, I have. the bo- <sighs> very very good, very good. So the next one I got, honestly, I'm gonna tell you this right now. If there is a movie on this list that I want you to watch tonight, Khalil, if you haven't seen it. It's this one, and it's available on Netflix. Blue Ruin. Blue Ruin. Never even heard of it, man. Okay. Oh, shit. I'm so, hyped. Blue Ruin, one of my favorite movies that didn't make this list because I, I feel like it's a little bit – no, like I tried to do something that no one's seen, and I feel like a lot of people have seen Green Room. Green Room is one of my okay. favorite movies. Oh, my um, God. That was creep with the neo-Nazis and the yes, punk show, right? Yes, yes. That was fucking, oh, my God. With Patrick Stewart, man, he was a scary motherfucker in that, yo. Yeah, that's one of my favorite movies. Like, top five movies across all genres, Green Room is one of my favorite movies. I've seen it more times than I can count. I still get disgusted by the hand scene, and I'll leave it at that. Yes, is that the but, machete? The, yeah. the, oh, my God. Uh, but that was so the guy Jeremy Solner, he he made uh, he made Green Room. He also made this movie Murder Party, but he made Blue Ruin, and Blue Ruin okay. was like his first like Murder Party. I love. It's more like a college film, you know what I mean? Like it's low quality, it's goofy. Okay. Blue Ruin is a revenge flick, but it. But, ah. but when I say it's a revenge flick, when I say it's the most realistic 
revenge flick, what I mean is it's about a guy who is seeking revenge of this of the, this person who killed his parents. But what most people leave out, unless they're doing like a a secret spy, is like, okay, if somebody killed Jade and I wanted revenge, that doesn't automatically make me this fucking hitman, right? Right. So right. it's a guy that doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. Ah. Yeah. Okay. But nice. it's not a comedy. Nice. It's it's a, it's a full on drama crime, bro. An hour and thirty minutes of your life that you will not that will not be wasted. Watch Blue Ruin, bro. That's so on the watch good. list. I'll check that shit out tonight, man. I love a yeah. good revenge movie, man. I love a good fucking revenge movie. It's so good. the The ending just I I <laughs> so I I made Jade watch it, and she wasn't as into it as I was, but I forced my hand. There is a there is a scene towards the end where I literally. As she watched it by my side, I stopped it and I rewound it. And I said, you need to watch that again. And you need to just feel it. Like, that's how much I love this movie. Really? It's so good. Yeah. Jeremy Sauner's A Gift We Don't Deserve. Wow. Yo, Blue Ruin. Fuck yeah. I'm over here. I'm like, damn, wait a minute. 2013. How the fuck didn't I even hear about this movie, man? Dude, I mean, Green Room only got played because it was heavily marketed on Facebook. Right, and that was one of uh, what's what's the dude? Because he ended up dying. That was one of his um, uh, Anton Yelkins. Anton one of his Yel- last yeah, movies. yeah. You know what's weird about him, man, is that I feel like when he died, there was like so many. It was a, still a few movies that came out. You know, uh, posthumous with him. Yeah, dude. We uh, I, yeah, it was like a Tupac thing, man. Me and Jade went to see Thoroughbreds, and that was like almost a year after he died, maybe more. And yeah. Uh, it's really sad. It's really sad to see him, see him go because he was so talented right. and he was a smart actor that like, yo, he signed the deal to do Star Trek. He made his fucking millions in, in Star Trek. And then he took his other time, like most of his movies that he did, you could tell he was an actor that took himself seriously. And he did like the Hollywood ones that he needed, like uh, Alpha Dog to make the money. But he was in right. so many independent, like, movies that you're not that didn't have a budget for someone like him like i thomas yeah you know like all those like even thoroughbreds was kind of independent i mean green room like i i felt like he he genuinely read a script and based based his choices off of if this movie was something that he believed in or not nice and you gotta appreciate that in the actor you have to appreciate that because some people i i don't understand how some people take roles I don't get how some people are offered roles more than, you know what I mean? It's like, you're not for this. Like, I wouldn't just play any role. No. Unless I know that I could fucking, and that sounds like that's what you're saying about him. He would like read it and be like, this is for me. Yeah. Some people are just willing to take whatever. People are greedy. They're like, fuck it. A role's a role. Yeah. I'll do it. <laughs> I'll be the fucking Green Lantern. <laughs> <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but that that I, I'll definitely I'm I'm hyped to see Blue Ruin, man, because what fucking Netflix has been c- collecting dust in the fucking slaughter home, bro. So I need something to 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 get that going again, man. Nice Blue Ruin, y'all check that shit out, cause I know I will. Have you seen uh? I, this one wasn't even on my list, man, but I'm just gonna throw it in now. I don't know what made you, something about what you just said reminded me of. This movie, I don't know what. Snow on the Bluff. 
No, I I did once, but that was another thing. That was a cleaning thing, so I I didn't actually pay attention to it. Okay, but it, was All a, right, so it was almost like a found footage like gangster movie, right? Pretty much, yeah, pretty much, yeah. So uh, apparently, uh, in the, in in the ATL, there's a neighborhood called the the Bluff which is uh, infamous for, you know, crime and drug dealing. So the movie, I'm, I'm not even going to spoil it because pretty much the movie is about a day in the life of a fucking drug dealer. But it, it just cracked me up how he acquired the camera in the beginning because it's like three white college students that drive to the bluff trying to get some fucking drugs. And... um you know, he pretty much fucking swindles these people. He's like, you know, you're about to get some drugs. Everything's going to be fine. You know, everything's going to be good. He ultimately robs them <laughs> with a gun. So he takes their purses and takes their fucking camera, makes a clean fucking escape. And then uh, no matter what they did for the, for the next fucking day, he's like, yo, we're just, yo, or the next week, we're just filming shit, everything. Um, I guess I don't really remember what his end goal was. Maybe it was just he was trying to show people what it's like being in the fucking gutter gutter. But it's 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 good, man. I have to revisit that. I feel bad even bringing that one up. I remember liking it. I saw it only one time and I liked it a lot. And and um, it just seems so real to me. I mean, like I said, just like the Bay, the certain movies when it's the found footage thing. They can do some shit kind of like a I'm sorry, bro. I'm like hopping around, man. But when I saw End of Watch with Jake Gyllenhaal and Michael Pena. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was when they're the cops one. in L.A. Yeah. That was really fucking good, man. Yeah. I was I was very hesitant to to see that. I, it, it's so funny. Sometimes you see movies, man, and you see the trailers and the trailers can look corny as fuck. What like the music that they use and some of the scene, the clips that they use, but then when you actually see the movie and it's like, wow, I underestimated this one. So was that your number five? My number five was actually a movie called Last Shift. Oh, Last Shift. Uh, <laughs> yo, have you seen that? Yo, so there's a joke between me and my old roommates and and Jade that Jade screams at chairs. Because of that movie, okay. When she walks by, oh, yeah. when she walks by the room, and all of them, yes, <laughs> yeah. yes. And the whole house is silent, and just Jay goes, ah! <laughs> well, "Yo, that." So you've seen it? That movie's pretty fucking good, man. Yeah, no, I, I remember. I remember turning it on. Uh, so me and my lady are watching it, uh, and of course, you know, it's, it's like late at night. I'm, I'm like. Turn so it's more like turn something on that I could fall asleep to. Mm-hmm. So it's not like I had high hopes with this movie, but I remember actually getting up that night to, to use the bathroom and the movie had just ended. I remember she was freaked the fuck out. She was like, Yo, I cannot believe you went to sleep. That movie was so good. And I'm like, hella skeptical. I'm like, really? Um, Movies about a rookie police officer. It's her first assignment. She's supposed to be taking a last shift at a police station before it's closed permanently. Um, apparently, her father, uh, I can't remember, did he work at the police station? At uh, that specific police station? Or or maybe it, it was just that the, uh, the apparently a hazmat team was supposed to be coming there to collect evidence uh, before it closed down. So her only job was to stay there 
and just make sure everything was fucking fine. Uh, but it was the anniversary of a cult leader's death. And the cult leader was actually brought down by her father, who was a cop and actually died in efforts to bring down this cult. So basically this night, a whole bunch of paranormal fucking shit is going on in this police station. And it's just her in this empty police station. And once again, eerie shit, man. It, it, I love movies that put me in their position. I don't like being places by myself. The thought of being in a fucking Walmart by myself late at night is kind of fucking creepy. I'm sorry. I may sound like a bitch. I don't want to do that. I never want to just be alone. Nobody wants to be alone. You know no. what I mean? So watching this whole night unfold with this lady and and, and these fucking uh, all these paranormal events that are happening, you know, chairs moving at one point like a bum shows up in this fucking police station and she like puts him in a holding cell and even he gets a piece of this shit like he's freaking out from shit that's going on uh but yeah it's the anniversary of this guy uh this this cult leader uh, this cult being brought down and she pretty much has to withstand the fucking paranormal elements that plague her fucking dreadful night the first night of on the job uh creepy fucking movie it was on netflix i don't think it is anymore i'm pretty no, sure i, mean, I actually I saw it on netflix but i don't know okay this yeah i remember a year ago right i re- actually remember trying to, to uh i was i was telling some friends about it and i remember they went on there and they said they couldn't find it anymore but apparently they ended up finding it on was it on crackle I don't even know shit about Crackle, bro. It's so many streaming services, but they they ended up finding it and they watched it and they fucking loved it and they were terrified. Um, I'm trying to think. I'm like, am I being short with with describing that movie? No, no, I don't think so. <laughs> okay, all right. It, it, it's a good one, y'all. Trust me. Trust me. So trust I'm gonna us. close I'm gonna the casket. Close it off with with mine, and then I have a few honorable, just three honorable mentions that okay. I wanted to throw out there. Word. Uh, but I'm going to end with the 10. I think I, uh, I did make you watch the 10. Vahina. Vahina. <laughs> yeah, oh, hell yeah. I remember the 10, bro. I've only seen it that one time, but you showed... Man, that was almost 10 years ago, yo. When you showed me that shit. What's that? <laughs> oh, man. So the 10, real quick synopsis, is about the 10 commandments. Each, each commandment has its own story. And it's by the guys who did... <laughs> The state, um, I'm trying to think of something that everyone has seen. Role models. They did role okay. models. Oh, okay. Yeah. Word, word. Yeah. <laughs> Everything up. Wet Hot American Summer is pretty popular now. Right. That's no longer, okay. I feel like it's no longer a cult, so I could say Wet Hot American Summer. Right. Um, but if you haven't seen Wet Hot American Summer, everyone's fucking seen role models. Role models is like their most tamed movie. Um, so this is much more weird than that. But very, very good. Now, honorable mentions. I already said Green Room. I already mentioned that in this episode. This one isn't unknown. But it gets shit on. And it's honestly one of my favorite Guy Ritchie movies. And everyone thinks that I'm an idiot for it because I think it's terrible. I think Rock and Rolla is fucking awesome, personally. That's Gerard Butler, right? Gerard Butler. Idris Elba. Right. Fucking... um, Artie Gold from fucking Entourage. 
I fucking loved it. Tom Hardy's in it. Like, I think it's so good and it's so hated. Like, I get, like, better movies. Snatch is a better movie if we're going to – if I'm a, if I'm a film critic. But as far as, like, all-out fun and just super fun to watch, Rock and Roll is easily my favorite Guy Ritchie movie. Really? Yo, you know what, man? I'm over here. I, I'm trying to remember. I tried watching Snatch before. And now that I think back on it, it's so weird how I've never actually finished it. Because I remember, because Brad Pitt's in that one, right? Jason Statham. Jason Statham's in a lot of Guy Ritchie movies, right? Yeah, he is. If I'm not mistaken. I I don't know if Guy Ritchie is the reason he has a career. I don't know if he was working before Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. But that was like the first, that was the earliest movie that I've known Jason Statham in is Lock, Stock. Okay. Yeah, I remember because I remember uh, I actually tried watching. I had Rock and Roller on at one point because the one actor in it, uh, Toby Keppel, Keppel, something. Toby Keppel. He played. Uh, let's see, what was he in? He, apparently, he did the motion. No, 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 no. He's in uh, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. He played uh, Doctor Doom. He's he's the drug addict, right? And Rock and uh-huh. Roller. Yeah, I guess that's the only gotcha. point I was making. I saw gotcha. that scene. I've never actually watched it, and I'm, I'm, I'm pretty ashamed to say that. I don't think I've ever seen a Guy Ritchie movie in its entirety. I'm familiar with uh, a lot of them, but Rock and Roller, it's on all the fucking time, and I never sat there and I watched and, and watched it. So, dude, Guy Ritchie is probably one of the best action directors ever. You should you should watch any of his movies, wow. any of those three movies, all the way through. Does he I mean, play I in the movies too? He, no. Um, oh, okay. He had a rough spot where he was married to Madonna, and he made a few movies based around her, which sucked. Oh, I thought God. that. I thought the Sherlock Holmes movies he did made Sherlock Holmes fucking badass. Oh yeah. Um, and I liked his version of Aladdin. He did Aladdin too. No way. The new Aladdin. Oh yeah. shit! You like that joint, yo? I did. Really? I did. Oh, okay. All right. I'm gonna have to check. I'm. You know what, man? Hey, man. I value your opinion, bro. So, I was a little. I was a little hesitant to see Aladdin. You know, all of these uh, Disney, these these live action adaptations. A little. I'm a little. I'm a. I'm a fucking skeptic, man. But if if Aladdin, I didn't know Guy Ritchie did Aladdin. I mean, that that itself yeah. is is already kind of pulling me to that side to be like, yeah, go check it out. Yeah, no, it was good. And then the last one I'm going to throw out, just because I think everyone should watch it. I don't think it's the best, but Celeste and Jesse Forever. It's a fucking rom-com. Okay. And it's starring uh, Rosita Jones and Andy Samberg. And it's it's, Who's who's the woman? uh, Rosita Jones. Rosita Jones. Oh, Rosita Jones. Oh, okay. All right. Quincy Jones' daughter. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. So... It's it's good. It's not great. I think that people should watch it. I think it's a good thing, like good date night movie. Okay. But it definitely wouldn't make the top five list. But I would check it out. Okay, word. Yeah, because, you know, I like, as we just said, man, Andy Sandberg's that bull. So. <laughs> This brings us to 
Today in history. Now, today in history, I'm going to start off with a little joke. All right? A pirate walks into a bar with a paper towel for a hat. The bartender asks, what's with the paper towel? The pirate replies, "R, I got a bounty on me head. What the fuck is that, yo? <laughs> that, my friend, was a laugh track. There isn't a bunch of people in this podcast. It was a laugh track. <laughs> Funny thing is, today, September 9th, 1950 was the first use of a TV laugh track on the Hank McCune show in the U.S. What would happen in early television, most shows that weren't broadcast live would use the single camera filmmaking technique where a show was created by filming each scene several times from different camera angles. Uh, So uh, when they did that, Performances of the actors and crew couldn't be controlled. Live audiences could not be relied upon to laugh at the correct moments. Other times, audience were deemed to have laughed too loudly or for too long. So it'd be like they're trying to film a show and there's that one asshole who's having too good of a time. And it's like, whoops, I dropped the pie on my pants. And the one guy in the front is just like, And then they can't go on with the show. Oh, my God. (laughs) So CBS sound engineer Charlie Douglas noticed these inconsistencies and took it upon himself to remedy the situation. If the joke did not get the desired chuckle, he would add in additional laughter. If the live audience laughed a little too long, he would gradually mute the guffaws. This edit technique became known as sweetening, in which recorded laughter is used to fit the response of the real studio audience as uh, if in case they didn't react as strongly desired. Conversely, the process could be used to de-sweeten audience reactions, toning down unwanted loud laughter, like I just did an example, or removing inappropriate applause, thus making the laughter more in line with the producer's preferred method of telling the story. (laughs) Yeah, so while he was still working for... CBS, he built a prototype laugh machine that consisted of a large wooden wheel, 12 inches in diameter with a reel of tape glued to the outer edge. And in it contained recordings of mild laughs. The machine was operated by a key that when you would press it, it would ha 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 ha. So because it was created on company time, CBS demanded the possession of the machine when Douglas quit. Uh, the prototype machine quickly fell apart within months of use. So then Douglas has his own. He built a new one, a better one, uh, and he would record applause and laughter live from shows like Red Skeleton Show and then place them into a huge tape machine. And he pretty much built this heavy hitter laugh track, right? Um So they started off, they were added to like the single camera filmed programs. Um, The first one to use was the Hank McCune show. Uh, Then they used other shows that I don't really know. Maybe, you know, Pride of the Family, The Trouble with Father, The Boulay Show and The Goldbergs. Ah. They're all from the 40s and 50s, right? More and more shows began using the laugh track. Everyone was using the laugh track. And there was only one guy who could do it. And it would that was Doug. Doug was the guy, right? So he would come in and the thing was he would have this machine. He would take it into a room and he would do it in post and no one was allowed to see. Long story short, producers soon realized how much simpler it was to film a show without an audience present. 
and they can just make their reactions in in post production using Doug. So that's what they did, and and Doug had pretty virtually had a monopoly. Everyone paid him. He had one of the most lucrative things. They uh, other shows didn't want to use a laugh track, but were kind of forced to. So, for an example, Hogan's Heroes didn't want to do it. So what they did was they did test audiences, one with the laugh track, one without. And because of the cerebral nature of the show's humor, the version without the laugh track failed miserably. But the one with the laughter succeeded. Oh, wow. So it began to be broadcast with with the wow, laugh track. Wow, that. Um, long story short, was net, network research suggested that the laugh track was mandatory for most comedy, most if not all comedy shows. And that's kind of how it became um and then he was getting really talented at it it wasn't like he just stopped and was like this is a generic laugh track he kept improving it and he would have it where ridiculous shows like the bewitched or the monsters and all those things they were they had these like outlandish invasive laugh tracks you know and then like the andy griffith show and the brady bunch had like more modulated laughter and then shows like mash toned down the laughter as the series became more dramatic. So as it became, and as years progressed, everyone was using a laugh track. Very, very few people could do it quite like Douglas could. They tried, they failed. You guys can feel free to look it up. Um, And then towards the 80s, people just kind of stopped really caring so much about using a laugh track. And then nowadays, virtually no one uses it anymore. And the fear of comedies not succeeding without laughter has been heavily disproven as all of your favorite shows. Shout out to the homie Charles Douglas. This is Cool Day La, episode 12. Thanks for rocking with us, uh, being faithful listeners. Um, you all follow us on Instagram at Cool Day La Podcast. Uh, stay, stay up to date with a lot of shit. And, uh, We'll see y'all next week, right? Right. There we go. They should. There we go. They That's when maybe we'll get a track right there. People be like, right. You get like a bunch of people saying, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you just reminded me. I don't know why, but that reminded me. Um, I keep forgetting to ask you guys, but if you guys could like, uh, you know, rate us on iTunes. Right. That would right. be great. Yeah, yo. Know, you don't even have iTunes. to listen to this shit. You can just rate it. Just give us those five stars, goddammit. Yeah. <laughs> We're more than deserving of it. Yeah. We are. Even if you hate us, right. give us five Out stars. Opposite day. Opposite.